Hello and welcome back to 40 Days and 40 Nights on the Camino with Jamie, the Long Distance Coach. This is your host, this is the author, Jamie Wallace. So I'm in Merleith and it's day 35 since I left Scotland and it's my 30th day on the Camino de Santiago and I am now within touching distance of Santiago de Compostela and it's really quite exciting but I do I do know there is still quite a bit of distance between me and there. So on this, this particular day, I walk 35 kilometers and I leave at seven in the morning and I get there at three in the afternoon. And I decide to walk two phases of the walk. Um, so from Melitha to Arzua and then from Arzua to O Pedroso. And it was really, really quite tiring, but I managed it. And It was it was spitting down a little bit that day, so the rain had was starting to drizzle, and um, but then the rain got a wee bit heavier towards three in the afternoon. So despite wanting to go on even further, I decided that it would be best to check into the municipal alberg. Um, I've wrote down I'm going to do a full clothes wash to remove all of the dirt. Uh, my shorts are done, but they should last me one day more. So these are my ripped shirts where I've just basically rubbed away all the material from, from walking. My other convertible shorts and trousers, they were binned a couple of days ago due to them being worn through. I threw out the new socks that I got. last week as well so these were the ones that i bought in leon um along with my new shoes my new black reeboks 11 euros and they lasted me just over 200 kilometers these socks <laughs> today nothing eventful happened other than feeling a bit emotional in the beer garden the classical music in the background did well to stir my emotions yeah, so this was a beer garden that when I walked past, there's just all these empty beer bottles and they made art out of the beer bottles and just playing this classical music and serving beer. It was really good. Um, it's a nice place to, to stop by. Um, My nose is flaking. So yeah, I'm starting to like, the sun's obviously having a, an impact and starting to burn me. Um, but yeah, stopped over in Opedruzzo at the, the Municipal Alberg. And I'll just go on to the, the next day as well. So this is me on my day 31 in the Camino de Santiago, day 36 since leaving Scotland. I wake up early in Old Pedroso and this is the day that I arrive in Santiago. 
and get to the cathedral. This is my last day of walking. So there was a lot of, what's that? Overly keen pilgrims in the Alberg today. Obviously there's a lot of excitement because we all know that all going well, we're going to get to our destination today. Um, some people couldn't wait and they were left about half past four that morning. I left just after six o'clock and it was dark and using the Camino tool on my phone, that was the app that I was using, that really helped me a lot in keeping to the right path. The walk through the forest and the pitch blackness was amazing. It was enchanting. It reminded me of babes in the wood, Snow White, Little Red Riding Hood, all these kind of things came to my mind as I was walking through the pitch black and worrying that there's maybe a wolf about to jump out and or a bear or something like that. So I walked continuously for three hours until I got to San Marco, Mount Gozo, where I stopped for some food and coffee. By this stage, I'm getting to know what I like and what I want and how to ask for things. You, know, you can't walk a month in Spain without picking up the local language, without picking up some Spanish uh, to get yourself by. And by this stage, I'd really, I really, really enjoyed having the tostada with the tomatoes. Um, so basically, it's just like your, like your tinned crushed tomatoes over some toast. That was really what I enjoyed. And then just sprinkle over, season it with salt and pepper. Um, that's, that was kind of what I enjoyed. And, you know, it's obviously you're quite quick to burn off. So you're, you're not, it's not too many calories really. Um, but it's tasty and that's what counted, you know, and a bit of olive oil through the, through the, through it as well. And um, for some, for some added and um, taste. So I, I spent some time reflecting outside the Mount Gozo. Um, this is where John, John Pope, the, the, the Pope, John Paul Baptiste, um, or Jean Paul, the Pope Jean Paul, he had something to do with this um, setting up of this particular memorial um, that was there. Um, I revisited this place. Um, it's the kind of the last kind of stop before you go down the hill and you arrive in Santiago de Compostela. So. My last hour was really just walking down from the Mount Gozo, San, Mar San Marco to, to the, the, the pilgrim's reception um, at the, which, so walking down to the cathedral and where you go for your, your kind of certificates and your stamps and that. Uh, it's in a different office, so you need to kind of, it's not like in the cathedral. Um, we may have thought it might have been, but it's actually in a different building. Somehow I managed to find my way there and I was able to get my Compostela and my distance certificate. And I remember, I remember having to wait about just over an hour or two in the queue. There's a kind of big queue of people looking to get their certificates and stuff like that. You don't have to, um, but it is good just to document 
that you've done the journey and have an official record of it. That's why I did it. Um, so once I've got my certificate and before um, getting a taxi um, to where I was staying, the hotel that I was staying in, I'd walked past the hotel where I was staying um, and I was staying at the um, St. James, I think it was hotel. Um, but on my way in to the city, there's a bagpiper uh, who was playing tunes under the arch where the cathedral was. And I just started, I started to talk to her and um, mentioned that I was from Scotland. And then all of a sudden she stopped playing her tune. She smiled and then she starts playing Scotland the Brave for me. <laughs> it was a really amazing moment. Made it particularly special for me. And she told me that she had been piping at Aelan Donning Castle. Um, and that she just she just thought it was great being able to speak to someone from Scotland. Again, this whole Galician, Scottish, Celtic connections was, was really coming to the fore that day. It made me feel like, like I was at home. The hotel where I was staying was really nice. Um, I paid it eight euros just to get the taxi there, even though the bus would have cost I mean, a euro. And you know that way, you just, after something, if you finish something, you just want to just get there quickly. Um, the, the prospect of walking back two or three kilometres to the hotel didn't, no, nah, no chance. The taxi was the best option. Having a bath, and it was a big full-size bath, not a wee half bath, but a full-size bath was amazing in this place. So I got myself, you know, as clean, as tidy, um, relaxed, um, and now um, I was getting to, to getting ready to go in back into the center of Santiago de Compostela, where I'd arranged to meet Fortune one last time. I had a coffee in the hotel cafe, um, which was looking out onto the cathedral. Now, this is a five star hotel. This is like the posh hotel that if you've got a lot of money, this is where you want to stay. Um, it, it just looks like an amazing, amazing, and it was it was the old kind of pilgrim place, but obviously capitalization has made this into a very luxurious um, place to, to stay and kind of aim at people who have got a lot of money to spend. So I did treat myself to a coffee on the veranda, um, overlooking the, the square, overlooking the cathedral, and just watching all these pilgrims pouring in um, through the arches to the cathedral and everyone just celebrating, just arriving, you know, and, and at their end destination. Just after five o'clock that afternoon, Fortune appeared. I ran over and I hugged him. He squeezed me hard. It was really obviously great to see each other. We had both missed each other. There was no getting away from that. And we chatted a bit. And then we went over, met some of his friends. We took some photos as well. Um, he put his bag in to the 
uh, where uh, where we get the certificates from, and then we went into the cathedral where we saw the reliquary of Saint James. So basically, where the where his bones are supposed to be, some of his bones are supposed to be inside. Um, we then had some dinner together, and um, where we wanted to go, we, we spent a wee while deciding where to go, but we, did, we, did, we found a place with a nice meal together. And then after our dinner, uh, we kind of like went along the wee shopping street to get the, the bus to the airport, because this was him now, after, this was him now leaving. Um, to go back to Taiwan. Um, with all of the meal together, last kind of the last supper type thing. And decided that we'll just book a taxi and that would take us to to the um to the airport. And the plan was that I would get dropped off on the way to the airport and then because that was on the, it was on the route. My hotel was on the same path, and then fortunately we just continue on to the airport and get dropped off. The airport was one of the places that we walked walk past on the on the route on the Camino. Um, however, what happened was we we got the taxi from the bus stop, but for some reason he took us all the way into the airport first. And then wanted to drop and decided he would drop me off on the way back instead. So it just meant that we got a wee bit longer time to spend together. Um, and it was just really nice and, and that made it more special, I guess, that day just to be able to say bye at the airport rather than a bit earlier, and maybe that taxi driver saw that, I don't know. Um, but whatever it was, the way it provides, as they say, and we managed to get an extra kind of quarter an hour um, together, holding hands. Um, he kissed me goodbye in the taxi, and it was quite sad, but we were both really happy that we managed to see each other for a third time. And um, we knew that we'd both changed each other's lives in some way or other. And that was good for both of us, for our future selves. The driver then took some weird way back, but eventually dropped me off at the San Jacobus Hotel, um, where I ordered a beer or a cider or something like that and just had a wee drink and relaxed and fell asleep that day. So I had managed to accomplish a lot during this walk. I'd finished the walk. I had walked my 500 miles. Along the way, I had learned to follow my heart learn to be happy with me and who I am and, and know not 
to be that bothered about other people's perceptions or views of the world. Um, but just to know that I'm enough and that I can accomplish impossible goals and that when things are meant to be, they're meant to be. And the impact that we can have, that I can have on other people can be significant was another big learning thing. And just knowing that I had still had love and feel these type of feelings within me was a very significant thing to to come out of of my walk and and the Camino. That evening I would spend some time planning for what I'm going to be doing over the next few days because I've still got a few days before my flight, my own flight back. So it's time for a wee holiday. So the plan is is to go to Acharunya and just have a little beach holiday um, there. So I was researching some places where I could stay and researching different ways of how I was going to be able to get there. So I've arrived in Santiago, been to the cathedral, I've been able to say goodbye to Fortune and altogether it's been a brilliant day. It's been hard. It's been a hard day's last day's walk, but it's been so good just being able to make so many new memories. And I'll leave this episode here. And tomorrow um, we'll talk about uh, tomorrow in the next episode, I'll discuss about the journey to Acarina. That's the, the capital of Galicia. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Tune in again tomorrow for the next episode.